Vida Abu Productions welcomes you to the BE Podcast, a weekly podcast for the church dedicated to discussing theology for everyday life. Join in the conversation with Pastor Jonathan Gallardo and Henry Cruz. Welcome everyone to the VE Podcast. VE stands for Vida English Podcast. This is the English podcast of Vida Abundante Cicero, a place and a space where we can talk theology. Yeah. My name is Jonathan Gallardo. I'm pastor of Vida Abundante Cicero and I'm with Henry Cruz, associate pastor here at Vida Abundante in Cicero. And together we will be discussing for the upcoming weeks, months, and possibly years, um, some important information and important topics on theology. For instance, today, Henry, we have a very important uh, concept and theological concept to discuss, which is the concept or the thought of theodicy. Theodicy, what does this mean? Many many Christians may not even have heard of this term mm-hmm. or have come across it but don't understand what it means. Brief introduction to the to the concept of theodicy. Yeah, so so the basic definition, I know we'll be, you know, I'm breaking this down even more, but basically theodicy is the concept that there is a good God in a world where evil exists. So how can that be possible is what theodicy tends to to answer. So the Greek word theodicy, this is an actual Greek word and it's a transliteration. Mm-hmm. Transliteration means that's basically saying the same word in Greek into the English language. Yeah. So it sounds exactly the same. Theodicy comes from two Greek words, which is Theo and Dike, which is God for Theos and Dike for justice. So it's the concept of justifying God in the midst or in the face of evil. We obviously know that we live in a world of constant evil. There's evil all around us. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we we saw actually several videos yeah. that, that really show the evil of the world. One of them was a, a guy who was so upset with a group of people on the middle, in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And he literally accelerated his car in their direction and ran them over. I believe two of the people that he ran over were, are, are dead. And yeah. one, the third is critically injured. Mm-hmm. We just saw another video from a high school in, in the Texas area and this has apparently gone viral all over Twitter and other media forms where several kids gain up on one certain kid in the bathroom and almost beat him to death. Mm. And these are young kids. They're 14, 13, maybe even 16 years old. And they're hurting someone as if they've you know, grown up in an environment that only teaches evil and this is just sad to see. This is a current state of affairs in our country. And I would go on to say around the world, this concept of evil is all around us. So for the Christian, why would this then be important for us to discuss? What? Why is theodicy then important for the Christian and for the church to really learn from and understand how to even answer the question where does evil come from mm-hmm. yeah and i i think the the real importance of this comes with the fact that you know one of the attributes of god or how the scriptures presents god is that he is indeed good there is a benevolence of god a goodness of god and again the struggle here is how can god then be good when evil exists and there are many ways 
to answer that, that's why, you know, under the umbrella of theodicy itself, there are different views. And, and I think for for our purposes, you know, I, I think two are key in mentioning this because one of the things we need to understand is how to go about this this doctrine of theodicy. And so some people uh, known as open theists, so this idea that God is always learning, that he doesn't necessarily know the future, that things aren't in control of his hand, they would argue that evil exists simply because God is learning. So as he learns how the human race copes and interacts with one another, then God, you know, decides to, to, to answer accordingly. But that obviously, you know, negates mm -hmm. any concept of God being sovereign, of God actually being the ruler of, of this earth. So he's a God who, who learns. So that's one way. Well, bef before moving on that, like, let's really uh, narrow down a little bit what open theism would yeah. really imply. Because a lot of people may not have, I mean, you say it and they'll probably just kind of right. like, assume that they know what it means but let's, yeah. let's define it a little bit more or what are the dangers of open theism on that side yeah so again it 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 in a sense limits god's sovereignty to to the point where someone can argue that god is becoming and so what mm -hmm. i mean by becoming is again he's a god who learns he's a god who experiences the same way that you and i would mm -hmm. so so you know throughout the years you assume this you know humans get wiser just by experience mm -hmm. by living life you you learn you learn things you know like which how is to good walk. On, the, on the human side on the human <laughs> side right because you learn how to walk you 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 go to school and you become more Bro, educated sure right but 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 in in the con in the case of god an open theist would say for example god doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow you know and again some open theists would say you know he may be like 70 percent sure mm. but ultimately there's this 30 percent where a human has this free will that's going to surprise God. And so based on events that happen, tragic things that happen, now God is acting because he's learned something about us. And so, again, it limits God on his knowledge specifically of the future. Uh, oftentimes, uh, this also includes that God negotiates with us. And so we could mm. change God's mind. We could mm. bend his arm mm. to act a certain way. And again, this is the, the, the concept of, of, of open theism. I don't know if you want to add more to that, but, but yeah, that's, no, I, I think it's evident in a lot of, in the way people pray, yeah. they do believe that they could manipulate mm -hmm. God in their prayer to do as they want, instead of letting the actual will of God come forth so i think it's important for people to just know that yeah so that when we talk about theodicy then we know what framework we're working with mm -hmm. as far as god goes yeah. so that's open theism the next you yeah. were mentioning and then there's another one and again because there's more but i think there's other one a lot of people in in christian circles fall into this which would be like this um this view of theodicy where god is good but there is a counter to god mm -hmm. which is evil and and so this is what they call metaphysical theodicy or you know to use slang terms yin yang yeah so because there's good there automatically has to be an opposite equal evil and so what the way people explain that in this case is simply yeah well god is good but at the same time that god this eternal being exists there exists another eternal being who who you know is evil in this case most christians think it's satan the problem with that view is that the scripture itself presents satan as being created the powers mm -hmm. the, those fallen angels is also being created and they're under the sovereignty of god and the lordship of mm -hmm. christ which is what colossians 1 
15 mm-hmm. and on emphasize. So, so again, the Bible presents a completely different view on how to understand uh, this concept of a good God and in, in, in a and a world where evil exists. And and again, that's, I think, for me, the important thing as we get into this discussion of theodicy, what's going to be your framework? Because I could go metaphysical, but that's not what the Bible presents. I could go open theist, and mm-hmm. that's for sure not yeah. what the Bible presents. So I think that, you know, for, for those that are listening, we have to understand and wrestle with these things, but our source or our our fountain has to be the scriptures themselves. The scriptures have the ultimate authority on everything that we can fathom about God, yeah. know about God. They're presented to us in scripture. And so as theodicists, I think every Christian should be a theodicist yeah. because they need to know how to defend, or I don't like using that word defend, but they, they need to know how to you know really present even the gospel in the face of this constant attack of evil mm-hmm. because the question always comes up like henry you know why does evil exist then isn't your god all powerful and this is the the concept that epicurus brought up early in the fourth century bc when he says if god is good and if god is powerful yet evil exists then he draws the conclusion then that god therefore is evil in mm-hmm. himself because he's all powerful and he still allows yeah. for evil to exist. Or if he's all-knowing, or maybe the concept would, for Epicurus was, then maybe he's not all-knowing and we've attributed to God something that isn't real. Right. So for an Epicurus thought, an Epicurean thought, and then later on in the 18th century, the German philosopher Gottfried Leipzig brings this back to the forefront that really presents God in a negative light. And a lot of, like you said, even open theists, even agnostics and Mm -hmm. atheists will begin to think and ponder on this level of, well, if evil exists and the world is in chaos, there has to be, or Christians or people of faith should come to the realization that God doesn't exist. There is no God, especially a powerful God, and especially a sovereign God. Mm-hmm. The the fact that the world is in chaos contradicts the fact that God, that our all-powerful God actually exists. Yeah, yeah and you know, it, I think for, for, for us, for, for pastors, even leaders in, in churches, this is something that we need to think about. And I know that throughout these weeks, we'll be explaining more on what this greater glory theodicy is, which mm-hmm. is really the answer to a lot of what you're raising. But but even pastorally, you know, and I'm, you're aware of this, you know, I would say to some degree, maybe even more than myself. But think of the many people that are hurting. You know, again, Epicurus was wrestling with this from a philosophical mm-hmm. standpoint of view, and he's not the only one. A, a lot of philosophers have, have wrestled with this. If there's a good God, and there's evil, therefore, you know, God doesn't mm-hmm. exist in a sense. Like the evil negates the fact that a good God can exist. But, but again, you know, pastorally, y- you get this in counseling. Mm-hmm. Like I'm grieving. I go to church. Um, I, I tithe or or I give my offerings, depending mm-hmm. on whatever your church context yeah. is. You know, um, or, and and I serve. And then why did this? have to happen to me or why did my marriage end in such a bad thing or why catastrophe and and so this more than just a theological concept is a real life issue and again many people may not realize that they're 
speaking about the concept of theodicy, but you get this a lot, which for me, this is why the prosperity gospel is such a dangerous gospel mm. because it always presents um, this idea that God is to make you better, healthier, wealthier, to make you feel good. And then when someone experiences suffering or loss they come and they're like you know but i've done all yeah. these things why am i am i suffering and again i gave my money i yeah, prayed <laughs> yep I'm, I'm a loyal christian because no one's ever been taught that suffering which might be like a mind-blowing thing as people listen to us but what if suffering is one of the many ways that god actually reveals his his glory and, and so again many of us are uncomfortable with with that but the, the examples in the Bible are vast on how people suffer. They go through through problems or even just the, the evil that exists in this world. And even through that, God shows his his glory. And so, again, we'll you know, I know throughout the weeks we'll be um, emphasizing that. But that's something that I think people need to begin to think about when we discuss this concept of theodicy. Everyone will go through suffering. It's the matter of knowing how to respond to that. Job, I love how Job says this in chapter 30, verse 26. But when I hoped for good, evil came. And when I waited for light, darkness came. So even one of the most, as the Bible calls them, perfect men yeah. that existed dealt and struggled with this same issue. The great thing about Job is that later on he understands that it was God all along mm -hmm. using this, what we would call evil and what we, what we would call suffering, for a greater purpose i'm glad that we have this time and space uh to talk about this and more more theological doctrines that we're going to be discussing later on once again my name is jonathan gallardo i'm pastor at vida abundante church in cicero illinois and i'm with henry cruz and we will love to hear your feedback about the podcast if you're listening to us from the english service this is done specifically for you. Yeah. Right. Yep. We have all the people's names yeah. written down before us. Well, actually in our hearts. I, yeah, yeah, we yeah. pray for you guys all the time. But this is for all of you that are in the English service. But also if you're if you just found the podcast online somewhere on your yep. Apple podcast, which is what I advocate, you like Spotify yeah, podcast. Yeah. But wherever it is that you're listening to us, you know, every podcaster says the same thing rate us give us five stars if you could give us 10 stars give us 10 stars yeah. hit like subscribe subscribe whatever it is just let us know that you're here with us and that you want to hear some more information on theological topics so we hope to see you or at least get to know that you're listening next week see you soon thanks for tuning in we hope you're with us next week as we continue talking about theodicy in the meantime I'd like to invite you to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is church, which is also our web address. Right there you will find more information about who we are and other resources. Also, I'd like to invite you to download our app, Vida Abu, available in the App Store and on Google Play. We hope you're with us next week. This is a presentation from Vida Abu Productions.